This is Forever Collector. We are here today talking Collectors Anonymous with two of the biggest collectors in the scene. First, we have Nas, biggest collector across the pond. He runs NPC NPC Pokemon Coalition on Instagram. And our second with us is Luis Alonzo, Canto Live Pokemon on Instagram. Huge, huge collector. Um, Very, very proud to call these guys my friends. So welcome. What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Doing all right, baby. How about you? I'm doing. Hey, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. Just uh, trying to uh, enjoy the nice day. It's 50 degrees out in Minnesota, so <laughs> you gotta yeah, enjoy cold, that. Dude. You gotta yeah, enjoy man, that. Jacket on and shit. So what's going on, babies? Let's talk about some uh, Pokemon. How you guys? Uh, what's uh, what's going on with you guys' collection lately? Just watching it grow overnight, man. <laughs> you know the markets. The markets at an all-time high. It's extremely healthy. It's thriving. More and more people coming in. So really, just sitting back, man. Just enjoying, you know, letting the mature uh, the collection mature overnight. And it's just, you know, I'm in it for the long term. So for me, it's, it don't matter what they're going for today or tomorrow. It's, you know, it's it's just part of being a collector. But it's always good to hear when your shit's going up. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a beautiful thing to hear. Definitely. But that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. What about you, Nas? It's been uh, a lot of hard work and lately... I haven't really done much with the collection because of uh, how prices exploded and I can't really, I don't know, I can't really justify paying uh, that premium anymore on uh, on sealed Watsi or EX era, but I'm definitely still buying, but <laughs> not the same. As it's the I same story here. Yeah. yeah. Not like yeah. a year ago, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I remember, I mean, eight months ago. Oh, yeah, dude. Eight months ago. Not even eight months ago. You know, it was still nice. Oh, yeah. Definitely workable. And uh, this last collection I picked up is definitely uh, my last for a while. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I got got mine right at the last second, too. And I was really, really happy. It was for me. Yeah. Definitely, I got, I got a UK to add. Print base set box, and that was it. Yep, but you did you did pay a lot for it at the time. It was at the top of the market. It was a premium. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely, but it's crazy. And then it doubled. Where it can go from there, and uh, the market has really shown us, you know, who's in it, it for the long really haul, stopped. and who's in it for the short term. You know, because uh, none of us have really moved a lot of boxes, if at all. I don't think either of you guys have moved any boxes as of lately. Um, yeah, I don't. I've I don't only moved a boxes. couple. I don't sell boxes, man. Yeah. Me neither. People every day they message me, yo, Lewis, sell me a box. Yo, Lewis, sell me a box. I tell them, are you talking to the wrong guy, man? I wish I could help you, but I can't help you. Definitely. 
it's really cool to see you guys' perspectives, uh, even in this climate. Uh, some of the biggest box collectors I know still holding out and saying, this is this is too much to let go of right now. I'm just going to hold steady. And I think that that shows a lot of uh, where your guys' heart is in the in the hobby. You know what I'm saying? We were holding on to the shit when it was worth, a, you know, pennies to what it's worth now. Yeah. And it we was still, still fun. Throwing them on the shelf and enjoying the view, and you know, now they're you know pots of gold, and you know it is what it is. We were there when it was nothing, and now it's really something. And hey, that's the fruits of the labor. That's believing in the hobby, believing in the direction, and just believing in what you're collecting, and and being you know excited to collect whatever it is you are collecting. So. I'm good. I'm happy as hell, man. It's it's amazing. Yep. I think uh, I think there's a, a lot more room to grow as well. Um, I think there's a lot more of the hobby that has yet to uh, get a lot of attention on it because a lot of people that are new to the hobby, they're only going after base set because that's really what people only know and can instantly recognize anywhere, you know? So once you get more people like diving into the rest of the hobby it's it's gonna be pretty crazy i think we're gonna be priced out of a lot of things i think yeah wait till people start finding out what you know neo is all about and the gym series and rocket and you know legendary collection and e-series you know yep and then EX series where people start realizing what gold stars are yep. and how scarce EX boxes are and all those all those uh, sets will have their day and it's coming real soon. It's coming real soon. Everybody's crazy with base set. You know, rightfully so, it's the first set. You know, mm -hmm. it started it all pretty much and it just has that nostalgic feel like, you know, if you were around you knew what base set, you know what base set is. But there's so 100%. many more beautiful areas to the hobby, man, that when people realize what those are, it's going to be even crazier than what it is right now. You know what I mean? Because the craze is all just aimed pretty much at base set. Right. So you could just imagine. I think it will be very interesting when we get the 25th anniversary coming just around the corner next year. Yeah. That's gonna bring a lot of interest. I think uh, I think I'm I'm pretty hyped up about that. I think it's gonna be pretty exciting to be honest. Hundred percent. Hell yeah. Hundred So how about you, Carlos? What you've been uh, up to lately when it comes to your collection and your uh, your uh, yeah. Uh, basically, I'm just uh, focusing. On tightening my collection up I think uh, a lot of my broader you know likes took over in the beginning when I was first in the hobby so now I have you know 30% of every part of Pokemon instead of you know 60% of this part or 60% of this part you know and so I'm trying yeah. to tighten it up a little bit, get my focus right, and then I'm trying to go after some of like the bigger cards. Um, the phone cards we were talking about earlier is one of my my big goals now. Definitely, that they're 
it's a nice and that's a challenge in itself just scarcity and and value pricing those aren't cheap definitely i love them though they're so nice that's ridiculous and i see all those beautiful boxes just chilling at the back just looking at us like what's up guys yeah this is box the break season and box break season ended a long time ago though huh this is the newest box, one box break? i'm fucking what so proud this? of this right now this is no, the last box that one. i put into my collection super proud that's of a great one yeah when i uh went out to la uh to meet yeah. logan um, I sold him the base box and then I turned around and bought the Holden Phantoms. <laughs> Back to well, EX. Holland is definitely a rarer box than the base box. No yeah, so I'm not I'm not complaining at all, definitely. And let's look at the box art. Like I don't know, like they, these two, like EXT Rocket Returns. Yeah. And Holden Phantoms. Like Look at those Mewtwo's, dude. This fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane, bro. I don't know which one's better, dude. Both of those poses are fucking amazing. Yeah. The yeah. funny part is that we actually, between us, we have a case of those two sets. That's hilarious. If not more. I think uh, Lois actually is sitting on two Team Rockets. Same with you, no? I only have one returns. Yep. Yeah, I would have loved. I should have picked up another Holland Phantoms box. It's. I had the chance. I just have one. But yeah, I have two Team Rocket returns. Yeah. That team... set. That that's my favorite EX set for sure. I love that damn set. And the crazy thing, and I opened one to the face. So I've had three in my possession. I opened one to the dome, and it was an amazing experience. It sucked no gold star, but, you know, everything turned out well. So it was just gaining those experiences. Like, man, like being able to have that experience now, you know, costs arm and a leg. And not everybody's willing to enjoy that. Right. You know? This is my favorite box, boys. <laughs> you know, a round of golf with Tiger. Oh, after that one. Well, hi, that <laughs> And after people. that, my most expensive Watsy box. Bam! <laughs> you know that's the my crusty boy. edition. That's, uh, that's the next crusty come up. Edition. That's the next come up. That's the next 30k Bulbasaur right there. You can't be showing the public these these images, bro. Like This you know, is uh, this is exclusive information, boys and girls. He is holding up a Watsy Simpsons box. And he is talking about how that's the future. But we all know what he's actually showing us now is a sealed legendary collections booster box. Just fucking I can't, amazing. I can't, even see Nas's pick. I can't even see Nas's video right now. Just swipe to the right and it will show oh, you no. all three. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So in Zoom, you can like choose a different ways to view it. Oh. Here is my Team Rocket and my Holland, bro. Beautiful. And I actually just bought these two decks to put them on display with the box. Nice. But yeah, this is my beast. So for the viewers who are just listening, 
He's holding up a PSA 10 Charizard from EX Dragon, the secret rare Charizard. What's awesome about this Charizard, among many, is that Mitsuhiro Arita did this art. So he's also got it si signed and sketched, and it's at the PSA 10-9. Just one away from being one of the highest grade Charizard signed cards ever, which is amazing. I think the guy that signed these cards or graded these cards was really trolling me because this one is pack fresh as well, and he gave the 9 to the card on this one, but the 10 on the signature. Crazy. And he flipped it on me on the other one. Right. And on the last, he put it 9-9, nine, nine, which is fair. Well, at least he gave you the 10 on the right card. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, bro, I pulled it that's a, that's a That's a bit of a, uh, what do you, that's a bit of a, uh, an opinion I would love from both of you. What do you guys think is better, a 10 on the card or a 10 on the signature? Always 10 on the card. <laughs> yeah. Always yeah, 10 on the card. I have to agree, man, you know. The signature is nice, but this, you know. Like signature is a signature, and as long as it's authentic, it's authentic. The yeah. grade on the card is what makes you act, might be able to ask a premium for it one day. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the people, biggest difference in my eyes. People definitely prefer the condition uh, grade on a card to be high than the condition of an auto and a sketch. You know, I don't. Right. I don't think people really care for that. It's always the card more important. Definitely, I I agree. I agree both ways. I love the signature, and I think uh, the importance of getting the ten on the signature is uh, is really huge as well. Just because we all know that it, you know you could be there for ten hours, your signature is going to be way worse at the end of the day than it is in the first twenty signatures. So I think that you know that really proves that where. You're not not only where your card got signed, but how the artist was feeling when you got that card signed. I think the I think the importance, honestly, for an auto to get a ten is when the card matches the ten. <clears throat> yep. So if you're hitting the ten ten, I think that's where the real value in the auto and sketch being a ten is. Yep. I guess I can agree with that too. So uh, let me ask you this: uh, You are one of the biggest signed cards I know of, signed or non-signed copy of the card. Um, I prefer signed copies of the card just because, um, it's it's like buying a signed Mona Lisa. You know what I'm saying? I would much rather yeah, have that's... the signed Mona Lisa than like an unsigned Mona Lisa. Definitely. Uh, I don't know how many Mona Lisa's is out there, but yeah, I, might, <laughs> I, I do have to agree, my guy. So he's holding up it a various adds... base at Charizard, signed and unsigned, comparing the two. And, I mean, just look at that sketch and look at the signature. The signature is so nice and bold and black on there. It looks really pops. It's beautiful. Yeah, it looks it adds so much. It adds so much to the card, in my opinion. Like, yeah, definitely. Here is a... Uh, here is a non-signed plus a sign. Yeah. Right? Just beautiful. Yeah. That's why I don't know. Like signed cards. As soon as like I found out about that being a thing and like people going to signet or signing events and like I just I fell in love instantly. I think it's the coolest thing to have one of your favorite Remember cards who got you signed. The first signed cards before anyone else, bro. Yeah, definitely. Not a lot of people know. Um, 
Nas is actually a, a big time person. He went to Dubai uh, before any of the States events for Arita last year or the yeah last year, and was crazy. He became close with uh, the artist and he ended up having an event with them last fall, and uh, it was beautiful. It was an amazing event, and I gotta say that. It, I'm so proud to call you my friend, dude, like, cause that's a huge, huge thing to be able to do, to go and go to a signing and just meet somebody and to be able for them to like you, they want to do an event with you just like that. That's, that's a beautiful thing, my man. And I think that, you know, oh, yeah. COVID is a son of a bitch because, uh, we were supposed to have an event, uh, in May. Um, of this year in Norway again for Arita and me and our other brother was supposed to go out there and help you run the event and that didn't happen very very sadly and it would have been an amazing time too and I'm hoping that once all this shit clears up that we're able to get back in there and do exactly what we were trying to do before all this happened because really put a damper on things man definitely truly did truly did yeah, COVID fucked up a lot of things for a lot of people this year. Well, fuck, at least we got to go to uh, collect our... Uh... Positives as well, in the, at least in our hobby. Yeah. In, in the sports world as well. Definitely. I can agree with that. But at least we got to go to Fakuda in Dallas. That was a fun event. Me and Lewis awesome. got to hang out in person. And um, we got to have an amazing time. And we got to meet one of the the create most craziest artists I've ever met in my life. And it was a, it was a really, really fun event, really underrated too. I think not a lot of people even knew that that was happening. And now that they knew that that happened, like they're totally missed the bus and there's so much, uh, very, very specific and custom cards and items coming out of that event. Uh, myself included. Like I had, I had a couple boxes signed. You had a couple boxes signed um there was a lot going on during that event not just getting cards signed and i think that um once that gets truly recognized um people are really gonna be upset with themselves that they not only missed them well, in 2006 but they missed them in 2020 or 2019 20 whatever i don't think many people realize how scarce and rare getting a science card by uh Huda, so yeah Definitely. And everybody was uh, turned off by the personalization only. That's why a lot of people fell asleep on it. Yep. I agree right there. There was ways a little bit around it to add a different flavor, different artistic touch, you know, as far as the personalization, you know what I'm saying? But the experience alone, meeting the artist, getting those cards signed, like... You know, Fukuda, that's not an easy person to get cards signed by. It's very definitely very difficult. Very it was difficult. the first time he signed his name in English as well. And so PSA and BGS don't even didn't even have that fucking signature on file. So that was like really interesting to see like how th- it, it's like night and day to some of these artists, you know, not only in Pokemon, but like Stan Lee, you know, he signed everything, every single thing he signed. There's so many Stan Lee signatures out there, it's not even funny. But with Fukuda, you have so such a minuscule amount of actually cards signed. And I think that 
it's interesting to see everybody thinking gold stars are super rare, but signed gold stars is like fucking tip top if you're asking me. Well, they're hard to find. They're hard to obtain cards, let alone getting them signed, graded, authenticated, all that fun yep. stuff. You know yep. what I mean? Like, Definitely. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> we all know. We all know that. We all know that. Signed gold star boxes with sketches. That's like another. That's definitely. That's a non-existent. That's non-existent. <laughs> There's only one person in the Outside. world who fucking has the dick big enough. <laughs> oh man, that 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 is gonna be a challenge. That's gonna be a challenge and. It's definitely well worth it, man. I love it. I love getting, you know, if you're a real seal collector, you're not going to ever open it. You're not going to ever try to sell it or do a box break. When you get something like that stamped on it, that's like, that's like the seal of, that's like a lifetime seal. Like that box should never be open, you know, 100%. regardless. You know, so for me, that was just another way to just add a cool flavor. Uh, to my boxes, so. And I yeah, think uh, I think um, you know, a lot of people they describe getting something you know signed and it was not you know a, a rare item in itself you know and I think that getting something signed by the artist that's way way out there I think is way cooler than. All of the other stuff that people are getting signed, you know, like I got the um, Japanese legend maker, so it was Mirage of or uh, Mirage Forest, and yeah. uh, he did he did that Mew on that box as well as the gold stars in that set, the Mew in that set. So like I got a bunch of stuff signed by him from that set specifically because I think that nobody else even thought about that or even knew that he was the artist and even thought about getting that type of thing signed. And so getting the box signed, who's even thinking about that, bro? For me, I think getting all those extra things signed is in my eyes is cooler than cards. Don't get it twisted. I've got signed cards and I love them and I think they're beautiful. But when you can get like a blister, like I know you got some blister shit signed. When you can get theme deck cases, booster boxes, even booster packs, you know yep. what I mean? It was just adds that extra flavor to it you know hats clothing you know anything that can have a signature that just makes something cooler but actually um speaking of signatures on clothes oh shit yeah i know Naj, you got a bunch of signed hats too Barita, right this uh yeah, this yeah, hat yeah, is uh signature. from nasa's event in uh norway go. last year there you go. Like, this is such right. a different flavor. Like, Nas, Nas's brain is so big here. Like, nobody thought about doing this kind of thing. Like, look at that. If you even look right here, it's numbered. Right here on the tag. They're all, like, numbered. They're all numbered. 16 that's out of it. 20. So, like, that, that's right. amazing. That's beautiful, in my opinion. And nobody's thinking of getting something like this signed and sketched. Nobody. So these items are just so one of a kind. And I think that's where the real the real uh, attention's going to be on in the future is all these crazy fucking items that nobody even thought about before. 
Yeah, you're enough. definitely going to see more people doing that, man. For sure. Oh, yeah. Depends on who's hosting the guide who, though. Like, if it's all for profit, then yeah, for sure. But we did it 100%. It was a community-based event for the community by the community, and it was a blessing, man. It was beautiful. Yeah. And all this stuff is sitting in our collections, man. All these signed, you know, I consider them artifacts, man. And a lot of this vintage shit, all these vintage boxes, they're artifacts now, man. You know what I'm saying? It's 100%. It's impossible to find no more. No. Like entry level right now is like evolutions. We're talking about evolution boxes of between five, six hundred bucks. Yeah. When I started, I was buying fossil and jungle for that price. Yeah, yep. that was our entry level. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Now oh, those were the days. Evolutions and you know the times have changed, man. It's crazy, man. It's... I remember when I ate that base box to the face, and that was nothing. That was nothing. Yeah. I paid. How many I paid. Boxes didn't we break? Man? I How paid like twenty two hundred dollars for that box. Paid nothing for that box, and I opened it all to the mouth. I was like, "Hell yeah, let's go!" Now you're looking at twenty two hundred dollars for two packs, almost. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now you got to make a Holy business shit. decision just to open up a vintage pack, man. Yup. Yep. I'm opening up a pack. It's not as expensive. You guys see it here soon. Um it's not no base set pack, but it's it'll be something fun. I think uh, I think you guys will like it. The returns on the sets have been tremendous too though. Like it's because of that. You know what I mean? Like because of that you can pull out now a Pikachu and a freaking Charmander and a Charmeleon or a yep. Squirtle, War Turtle, whatever from the pack and get five, six hundred bucks right there when it grades. So it's 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 not even talking about the, the, the rare slot anymore to, to make some profits off sealed packs. Definitely. And then again, you, your profit margin might be easier and more fun to open a complete evolutions box for half the price and have some more fun that way. And I get it. It's, it's, uh, it's different. It's definitely not everyone's uh, cup of tea because of the prices. Yeah, it was crazy how it exploded too, man. Evolutions was um I talked to this one uh this one distributor, he said that in their website they had like five thousand boxes loaded into the inventory on the website and they had like an extra five thousand boxes besides that and they were selling them at like a hundred and ten dollars a box. And dude went to bed, woke up with 5,000 box sales, sold out his entire website, and he was just like flabbergasted, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and by then, yeah, they were already selling for double. Yeah, he just lost a shitload of money, too. He's like, damn. <laughs> yep. I should have only bought yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a dumb thing, though, putting That's... so much on... Yeah, definitely. I mean, but XY Evolutions has been such a stable market for the last four fucking years since it's been released. So nobody could have thought about that. Nobody. Yeah, it gives you that nostalgic feel, man. It takes you back to base set. Oh, definitely. I wonder what the Sword and Shield 5 will be because that's probably like the next set upcoming at the same time Evolution dropped in the 216 for the 20th right. anniversary. So it will be very interesting to see what they do for the Sword and Shield 5 
For people who don't know what we're talking about, we're speculating right now on what the 25th anniversary set's going to be within Sword and Shield. That's why he's saying Sword and Shield 5. Because you have the Sword and Shield 4.5, which will be the 25th anniversary extra set. That will take the spot of the specific set for that month, and we will not get a new set before 19th of Mars. And that will be Sword and Shield number five. And that should be the 25th anniversary main set. Right. We will see what it might be. Some people saying a mix of old sets. Some people saying has nothing to do with it at all. It's pure guesstimation and speculation. That's it. That's it. I think it would be cool if they added um, some more of the amazing rares. Like they're, they, I mean, they already have been. They're adding more, like within the shiny V set in Japan right now. Um, I think they added like how many, nine how more. New, how many more amazing rares are there in this new it's shiny like, V star? It's four like six. Si- I think it's six, to be honest with you. I only know four. I don't even know what the other two are yet. I don't. I, don't, I think it might be six because there was six in this last one. So I'm thinking yeah. they're going to be continuing the same thing. I like those cards. I think I, like the, I think they're really, really amazing. Really well done. And I think that um, if they make them just a little bit more rare, they could have like a serious collectability behind them. Yeah, yeah. They look good. They look nice. Uh, especially with the little A in the bottom. And it's got like the little color blast around the A instead of like a star yeah. or yeah. like a... Uh, the SR, you know, for secret rare and shit. It's got like an A and it's got a color blast. I think that's the coolest part about it. There's a lot yeah, going on sure. with those cards. And I think, uh, I think that they're going to be pretty strong in the meta too coming up here. Cause, uh, Rayquaza amazing rare. He, he can do, th- oh shit. Yeah. 300 or 240 damage for one prize attacker. And I don't, you guys don't even know what I'm talking about, but that's all right. Um, it being a one prize attacker and being able to hit yeah, 240 no, no, is huge. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, I used to play the game because if you knock them out, you only take one prize card instead of two. Instead, instead of, of two, two, like you are with the EXs and the Pokemon V and all that. So, GX, yeah, yeah sure. so being able to hit for 240 damage and only be a one prize attacker is a huge, huge now, fucking isn't advantage. If you knock out a VMAX, it's three prize cards now. Yeah, yep. And same with uh, same with the tag team GXs. So like Picaram and Reshizard and Mew Mewtwo and Mew GX. Those are all the same thing. You take three instead of two. Cool. Yep, definitely. Yeah, that's French to me, to be quite honest here. <laughs> I think I I've been getting into the game lately. And there's a lot going on, and I think that it really sucks because you guys remember um, the team I sponsored to go to Collinsville. I sponsored an entire team to uh, play in the tournament in Collinsville in January or February of this year. And it was right before COVID fucking shut everything down. Otherwise, we would be touring this entire United States right now going to tournaments because it was fun, dude. Like, tournament life is, like, actually really fun. It's cool. Hell yeah. And it was, yeah. it was chill because... I was there and I was able to do my business with the vendors and like make my connections and talk to people while they were over there representing Forever Collector. And I think that that was a really awesome, cohesive thing to do with other people that, you know, play the game. Hell yeah, man. 
just a way to stay engaged, man. Definitely. And I think, uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys ever felt that, but there's kind of like a divide between like players and collectors. And I think, 100%. uh, I think it's our job to bridge that divide a little bit. Yeah. Well, collectors need the players and the players need the collectors. You know, we, everybody I agree. needs each other. I agree 100%. And I think that, um, it should definitely, that should be the focus of everything is, uh, working together instead of uh, trying to put each other down and be this elitist type of mentality where we think that we're better than each other because we're not. We're all the same person. We all wake up and put our socks on one at a time. And I think that's important to, to remember. So that's what I like going to the tournaments and stuff. I was talking to so many players and I was talking to a lot of different collectors as well. And I think that there's a really a really big opportunity to get those two together. You know what I'm saying? And you guys saw that with my collectors event last year here in Minnesota. Um, it was a little bit it was a little bit different than Nas's. We didn't have an amazing star to do signatures the entire time, but we had a bunch of people in and out of the door, and you could see that the collector community is very very strong and they want to be together you know what i'm saying and just like the tournament people do too and i think that once the tournament people invite the collecting people these events can be even bigger than what they've been before yeah for sure man for sure i agree i agree my friend i think um I think it's really cool to get you guys' perspectives because you guys, as well as myself, um, we have major collections that we've worked very, very hard to achieve. And so your guys' your guys's perspectives are definitely unique to a lot of other people's. Um, I'm, I, I'm proud to say not a lot of other people have put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into our collection like we have. Um, yeah, man, for sure. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Like I said, this is always yeah, fun. Always fun just hanging out with homies, just kicking it and and talking about what we enjoy and we, you know, something we have in common. And I mean, it's the any, same thing we're doing otherwise, right? Good info, man. Right. What was that? I said it's the same thing we're doing otherwise. You know, we're just not recording our conversations. <laughs> exactly. So it's good to keep give people info, man. It's. It's good to give tools to people that that may need it coming into the hobby, man. Instead of, you know, instead of throwing rocks at people, you know, toss a pave or throw it in front of them and help them walk across it and keep, you know, the journey. Yep. Just help people out, man. It always comes back to you even better. So I think it's important for us. Got to do it. Yeah. And there's so many new people coming into this hobby right every now. Minute, every minute, man. Every minute. And it's it's we our responsibility to keep them coming back. We can't be rude assholes because we know more than they do. We've been there, bro. I mean, I was new. One day I was new, and you guys, you guys could have done the same thing, but you guys didn't. You guys were welcoming. You guys fucking called me and talked to me and wanted to be friends. And I think that that's important. I, think I remember that's the really, first really time fucking I important. talked to. I remember the first time I talked to Carlos, I had bought a box through a middleman through Carlos. And then after like a week or so, 
after receiving the box, he called me and checked that the box had came safely and all that. And the rest is history, basically. Like 10 boxes later, and <laughs> hours and hours and hours of talking and laughing and crying and all in between. It's no. now a friendship, that's for sure. Hell yeah, man. That's what's dope about it all. How, how, uh, you know, I'm in Minnesota. Lewis is in Florida. You're in Norway. RJ's in Canada. Uh, William is in North Carolina, you know, and it's, there's, you know, Zade's in Chicago. And we're all over the place. And I think that that's, that's the best part about Pokemon. We would be perfect strangers any other day of the week. But that's it, bro. This day, we right by each other like nothing, we're best man. friends, you know. That's cool. And that that just goes to show you how strong Pokemon as a company, a hobby, an investment, whatever the hell you want to call it, it just goes to show you how big the bigger picture is, man, because it's yep. everywhere. It's worldwide. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's, a, there's a lot more at stake here than just, you know, somebody's personal fortune or whatever you want to call it because i feel like lately a lot of people they speak in pokemon more of an investment terms than their own love terms and i think that you know once we get back to those roots a little bit we're gonna see a lot more people come to the hobby and stay in the hobby because i don't know if you guys have noticed but i noticed in the last couple weeks a lot of people that were coming into the hobby are leaving just as quickly. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the thing. They bought basic Charizards at five racks. Now it's at 2,500. Now they're like, oh my God, we just fucking fucked up and we lost big on it. And they don't understand the market. They do not want to spend time understanding yep. it. They don't want to spend, they want to spend their money, their hard earned money, but they don't want to spend their time to understand why prices go up and down. And I guarantee you, just in a few months now, we'll see the base Zard just continue going up. Continue going up. It's not a Well, Eve 2500 is still over double what it was. So well, a lot of these people who are like, people are like upset ago. and they're like, oh, I lost two grand on this card, but they don't realize that that card is still over double of what it was. So it doesn't even matter. I'm sorry that you spent $5,000 on it and you lost that kind of money on that, but that's where you have your due diligence put into place. And I think that there's a lot of, a lot of research that can go into play with this and people just simply don't want to do it. The well, problem is people, people want to buy. Life. Yeah, they want to buy all of the eight gym badges instead of working for them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's the yep. truth. It's the damn truth. They just want to They gotta go step into some shit. They're like, wait a minute. We're weak as hell. We had to buy our way. We didn't earn our it's way. That's that's how I look at it. People that buy random trophies off the internet and like fucking Olympic medals and shit like that mm -hmm. and use it when they fucking check up women when they come back home with them and be like, yeah, 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 I was on the swimming team, baby. What you know about? <laughs> <laughs> they still wear floaties. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> I think it's cool, man. It's part of the game. I just think people need to educate themselves and yep, yeah, and then maybe follow new people that have just joined the hobby. I, you know, the loudest, the loudest voice in the room usually isn't the smartest. You know what I'm saying? So 
when you get a lot of these like bigger people just telling you what to do and you take that as gospel and fucking go and spend your money, I think that you guys need to reevaluate your spending habits because there's a lot more diligence and research that goes into any hobby, let alone just this hobby. And I think that if you're going to do anything like that, you should have the proper fucking research just to understand what you're dealing with. Uh, why would you why would you buy a camera and not read the manual? You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to spend that kind of money on a very advanced piece of technology, but you're not going to spend the time to read on it to know how to properly use it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's the instant gratification. People want to buy something and then see it go like that and instantly evaluate and it's like that's not a life doesn't work like that. Like no other part in you know, Wall Street or investments or anything that you want to call that, does this happen? So why would you think that Pokemon can just continue to do that? Nothing on this yeah, planet. Nothing. So, I, you know, I definitely think, you know, if you're listening and you're thinking about getting in the Pokemon market, I think that you should start slow. I think that you should do a lot of research. Before you even try to get into anything above, you know, four figures. Because not only are you going to hurt yourself, but you're going to hurt the hobby and in the long run. Because you can see that the long the people aren't here for long term. And that's what we all want. We want, you know, we want a bunch of ourselves <laughs> in the community, right? That people that are holding forever... People that are probably going to get buried with their boxes or get it passed down to their children instead of, you know, selling out when the market is really hot. Thing is, the community here is big enough for everybody. Don't take it wrong. Like, what he's saying here is not, is not be one way or another, but maybe try to redo a lot of research and figure out who's actually doing the doing the hype and maybe figure out who's actually trying to benefit like for example when you heard from me and from lewis right there we're not selling much so we are not gonna blow air up your ass so when you ask us about something we ain't gonna sit there and be like yeah I, by christmas this will happen by christmas that will happen <laughs> i don't have a time machine i can't tell you what will happen next yep. year i can't tell you what will happen by christmas so people that tells you what will happen by Christmas? Take it with a pinch of salt. That's all I'm going to say. Yep, I agree 100%. Or buy whatever. <laughs> I yeah. think uh, I think people just need to do more research. Independent research. Don't listen to this person or this person. Yeah, that's that's okay. where a lot of people go wrong. They get advice from somebody who's you know, not in it for the right reasons themselves. So the, the advice that they're giving off the cuff isn't accurate. Focus on one thing and master it and then move on to another. Don't, don't try to focus on 10 things and not master none. That's a good, yeah. uh, good advice. What do you like? You like slabs? We'll start collecting slabs. Yep. You like seal packs? We'll concentrate on seal packs. Don't concentrate on slabs. Feel me? Exactly. You want booster boxes. Don't concentrate on anything else but booster boxes. Once you got your fill and you want to try something else, then you move on. You try something else and you try to master that. Focus. 
focus is very important because you can lose focus in collecting, and especially with the value and a lot of your ass with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So make sure you know what you're looking for and what you want, and never try to push beyond your limits. That's where you fall in the holes and traps. You get caught up, and then you got to sell the shit, and then you got to sell it. Yeah. You know, for seventy-five percent of what you bought it for. Yeah. Just make make calculated decisions. Make smart decisions. Um. That's pretty much it. And research. Do a lot of research. Yeah. Overextension, I think, is a a big problem. A lot of people, um, especially a lot of like. Don't use the Mastercard to buy stuff. Yep. That's (laughs) definitely. Definitely. Right. You gotta have some kind of some kind of hook on it so you know not hook some kind of um connection you know you got to have some kind of connection and passion for what you're doing man. Yep. If you're just doing it for the numbers you're never going to be as successful as the dude that's doing it because he loves what he's doing exactly so, that's huge huge especially in collecting and i think um you know you've seen that with a lot of uh different up-and-coming sellers or like people you know who are trying to make something of themselves they quickly overextend themselves and then they have to take a few steps back and that's a lot of opportunities wasted and a lot of time just gone because you you didn't want to take the proper research and to know your own ability and so I think people need to understand that it takes time to build reputation it takes a lot of time. Reputation takes to, uh, takes years to build, but seconds to demolish. You know what I'm saying? And people just need to focus on themselves. Definitely. That's it, my man. That's it. But what do you guys got on the docket? What's going on next? I know Nas has been working really hard. And some big projects, if he wants to talk about them, no, no, uh, no pressure to. I'd rather, I'd rather not. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, we're gonna be hearing big things from my boy though, so Hell make yeah. sure that you guys are on the line, cause uh, when that time comes, there's not gonna be much time to get in line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's always like that, baby. Makes Definitely. it difficult for. For scalpers. <laughs> right, right. That's for sure. I just need more. All I need is more Kyler Murray rookies and more Tua Tungle-Vailoa rookies. That's all I need. <laughs> that's, you know what? And I think that's what's cool also. Yeah, Pokemon's just simmering like a good stew. The sports cards is what I'm I'm really engaged on right now. Yep. So Let's talk about that a little bit. What do you What are you doing in sports, and how Well, how do you feel about sports and all that? Well, plain and simple, COVID really gave us uh, not gave us. Let me rephrase that. COVID made us realize how how underappreciated sports are. Like underappreciated sports are. Like we took sports for granted. You know what I mean? Right. And when COVID took sports away, it had us like, oh, shit. You serious? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no baseball games. There's no football games. There's no basketball. Shit, there ain't even no golf. Yeah. 
know what I mean? So people started collecting sports cards, getting back into collecting sports cards. Because I collected sports cards before Pokemon. When I was seven, eight years old, I was collecting football cards. My grandfather would get me football cards from the store, from the corner store. And I just opened up, you know, just football and baseball packs and just, you know, put them individually by teams in the binder. And so I've always had a, a, a big connection with sports. You know, I played sports in, in school and, you know, I play, you know, recreationally growing up as a kid in the neighborhood, I always played basketball and football and football shit like that. So it's always had a connection with me. So I'm just, I just, I just pick a rookie quarterback. I believe in it. I invested in him last year. I invested a lot in Kyler. I'm still invested in Kyler this year. Um, he's playing lights out football. And then, you know, I'm a big Dolphin fan. So I'm investing in my quarterback Tua Tango Vailoa, and he's kicking ass. And you know, I'm just enjoying the hobby, man. Enjoying just, you know. Just collecting, man. Collecting what I like and collecting the players I like. I want to collect and invest in. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much what I've been doing now. Is you just know, doing that. You got break. me into it as well. Um, a lot of the breaks that you were getting into, you uh, you got me into yeah. it too. And I think um, yeah. I think sports and like the products that they create out. is crazy. Yeah, huge shout out to Monster Breaks and Master Breakers. My boy Dumb. Tyler and. My boy Kyle and Kurt, my boy Dom and Pete. Dom, Dom's a man. Dom's a man. That's my man's right yep. there. That's my man. Yep. But um, I don't know. It oh, was. Shit. I think that the sports products are crazy interesting compared to Pokemon, and I think that fucking Pokemon could take this to a whole crazier level if they were producing Pokemon cards like they like sports cards one of five yeah. one of 20 one of 99 Delphi. signed by the artist or whatever one yeah one a one of one charizard oh my fucking god can you imagine like the that chase the chase dude like people think they can't keep hidden fates and champions path on the shelves bro like dude there wouldn't be any sealed pokemon of that set in this entire country like straight up no. bro <laughs> no, not at all. If they went to numbered, I think, I think you stop at, you know, X, Y, yep, and back for seal collecting. I, I, honestly, if they went to like a, a numbered system and shit like that with different numbered variants and multiple one of ones, it would just. But they would also have to print so much. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? So, so much. Which it probably wouldn't even be a big deal because they already print like a motherfucker. So <laughs> that's All true. Have to do is just have to, that would be insane. Like if they did a numbered system like that for different variants, that would add a whole nother level of collectability. Yep, and I but think that that, uh, away, that would take away from the actual game, though. I would. That's I, what I, I was just gonna say. They that's can what I was just do gonna like say. Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering drops three releases of each box. You have the normal unlimited print of it. Then you have like the premium product, and then you have the collector's edition of the pro product. Okay, yeah, they could do that. They could do that. So yeah. it's 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 there's way around. I it, think you know? that like, um they should definitely make like a subset that's like completely separate, just like Hidden Fates is, but it's not really playable at all. It's strictly a collectible set. You know what I'm saying? It comes out once a year, um, and then they release whatever products within that you know set. And I think that 
I agree with Lewis that it would take away a little bit from like the playability, and that's what like I think TPCI is really going for is like the the playability of the cards versus the collectability. Is the, is the tournaments, the playability. That's what they bank on the players. Yep. The players are the ones that are opening tons of the new product to build their decks, and it's a big part of it. Yep. Huge they did part. A special set. That's a different story, but. Even yeah. if there's like hidden fates, you saw Bill's analysis. That was a super playable card that got pretty expensive for a while. And there's like even in like these other subsets, they're putting in super playable cards. So like there's other there's other cards in the set that are chase cards in a sense. You know what I'm saying? But if they just released one product that was like by itself standalone, not really like a collectible set. But like a sick ass, you know, um, a, a sketch patch auto. Can you fucking like a sketch pad? And they fucking took little squares out of the fucking original sketch for that, and then put it in there, and it was an RPA. Oh, that would be. <laughs> an RPA. Holy that crap, dude! I don't see that happening though. But if they did, that would definitely. Oh. That would. That, that would. That would take Pokemon to another world if they did shit like that. Oh my goodness, I agree totally. I think it, I don't think they'll ever do it either, but if they did, I'd be first in line, Bubba. That's for I'd sure. Be, I'd be all in. I'd be all in. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's for sure. So, what about you doing over there, Nas? You're over there. Uh, super busy, B. I get you totally. Um... I want to know about your recent uh, pack submission. How did that go? Well, not too long ago, I opened a jungle box and a new revelation box and sent it all out to PSA through Lewis. And they came back not too long ago. The... Neo got all tens except of two packs, got nice. And yeah. then we had two on the jungle, six got nines, and the rest got tens. So it was pretty nice. nice. Pretty nice. Nice. And uh, you guys opened up all the heavy packs from those boxes, right? Yes, we do. Nice. Did any tens come out of those? Mm, oh, none. Really? Not a single Surprising. One. That should tell you how freaking difficult it is to get that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Neo cards are extremely hard to get 10s in. Crazy hard. But 9s yeah. are through the roof now, so it's still a W. <laughs> you know, Lewis, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> what 9s are now is what 10s were when we sent the packs out now. Yep. 100%. I remember... Um, Actually, I got very lucky with Nas. Uh, he pulled me a first edition Hollow Espion, the rookie card, and it got the 10. That's nasty. Yeah, dude. Nas is crazy, bro. Me and him have opened up so many packs, like, for each other, so like, much. for each other, and I've pulled crazy shit. And, so much. Yeah. Oh, Carlos, what you opening, dog? Speaking of opening packs, you said you oh, had a pack. Oh, yeah. Open. Yep. I'm going to open up. Open I'm going to open up this pack over here. Uh-oh, what is it? What is it? Let's go. 
Let me see. So, what you guys think of the shiny Star V Japanese set coming out? Um, I think the full rates are one V shiny, three baby shiny, and uh, two amazing rare. Just like, yeah, just like any other. um, Yeah, and it was it was it was the same as Hidden Fates. Uh, well, or not Hidden Fates, Ultra Shiny Hidden GX. Fates. That's what it was called Shiny in Japan. Yeah. yeah, I think it's got better hits. Like, like not like the cards. I'm talking about just like hit-wise per box. I think it's a better... Because you get the extra two amazing rares in this set. You know, in, in the Shiny GX, you only got, what, one one uh, GX full art Shiny and, and two babies or three babies? You didn't have amazing, exactly. so you're getting yeah, the amazing thrown in too. So that's cool. It's definitely, definitely a breath of fresh air when it comes to new sets, in my opinion. Yeah. Some of the Pokemon look, the new shit look dumb as hell, but it is what it yeah. is. You can't, uh, you can't, uh, you know what I mean? Like we can't be happy with the whole list i guess especially us though are 151 original collectors type of collectors you know what i mean yeah i think the only shinies that i can't give a shit about is the zards the sweet coon the coughing the ditto trying to think what else i think that's it <laughs> One second, boys, just getting it put together. I, uh, I forgot to get it set up. Deoxys banner looks nasty as shit, don't it, bro? So beautiful. Alright. Quick cut it over. Boom. Oh, shit. Here we go. This is... uh, This is one of those... You guys see that better? It's real blurry, man. The lights just shining bright as hell on it. We, I can't see nothing. I just see a shiny blister. Yeah, me too. The light on there yeah, sucks. It's really bad. Is it really bad? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really hard to see. It's really bright, dog. Maybe, I don't know. There you go. That's great. That's better. It was just so shiny that you couldn't see it. That looks better, bro. There you go. Right there, is that good? Is that too bright? Too yeah. Bright. No, it's too bright. Go back. That's better right there. Just just turn it off. Right there. You Perfect. don't need to Is that good? A little bit less. Just turn the light off. You don't even need turn it. it. All right, just turn it off. That's fine, that's fine. Perfect. All there right. you go. It looks good. 
Let's do it. What, what is that, bro? What's in that? So this blister, guys, if uh, you guys don't know, um, it's got an XY in there. It's got a Plasma Blast, and then it's got a Call of Legends inside of it as well. Ooh, that's my set, baby. I know Love it's your Call set. Of... I knew you were going to like this one. Love Call of Legends. Uh, Call of Legends is an amazing set, if uh, you don't know. About it, it is. There's a lot of crazy shinies that are in it. Call it Espeon Hollow. Espeon Hollow out that shit. Let's go. Opened up beautifully. We got this Tapig. This is from the Spring Collector's Tin. So Plasma Blast. XY Base. Come on, full on Venusaur. Let's go. We have the Bidoof. The Spoink. The Ponyard. The Timber. The Fennekin. The Sandile. And the Hollow Talon Flame. That shit looks nasty, bro. My bad. My bad. So we got the Plasma Blast for second. We're going to save for best for last, like always. I think there's a badass Blastoise Hollow in this set, if I'm not mistaken. Remoraid. A Ducklet. Sir Skit. Ooh, that Lapras looks nice. It's beautiful. The Mana. Oh, the Reverse Hollow Energy Retrieval and a Hollow Salamence. Damn. Damn. So we got Ew, two for bro. two. Two for fucking two. Yo, sleeve that puppy. That thing looks nasty. Let me see. Come closer to the camera with that thing, bro. Ah, that's a disgusting looking card, bro. I love that artwork. Beautiful. Beautiful hollow. Right, I'll be boys. honest with you, I've never seen that card before. That shit is there, dude. Oh, there All right, we here go. we go. Remember, slow roll for the hollow slot. That's where the shinies are. Yep, yep. So don't be in a rush to get to that reverse. Let's go. We have Hitmon Chan. Look at that. Look at that artwork, bro. We have the Snubble. The Vampy. The Mistrevis. Good luck, bro. Bless Cynical. your pull. Oh, we got a Mime Junior. That's all right. That looks pretty sweet. All right, come on. And a non-Hollow Tangrel. That's some bullshit. The two uh, other packs, the two other packs, them having hollows, they fucked, they're like, you can't have that all three being hollows here, boys. Damn, man. Why couldn't we not get the Talon Flame? I know, right? That Salamance is mean as shit, though, bro. I ain't even gonna lie to you. That card is ill. Yeah, it is. This is an amazing card. Yeah, it looks fire, I got a white dot right there. This Mime Junior looks pretty sick, though, eh? Hell yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's what, you know, that's what I've been doing for a lot of my uh, podcasts. I've been uh, making sure to open some packs up live, you know, have some fun. I think it's uh, important. It's to, been a uh, blast, man. I appreciate you reaching out for me. Though. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it's it. It's been amazing, bro. It's been super fun. Definitely. We'll do it again. Definitely. We'll Thanks for coming again. in on this, you guys. You guys have been, you know, 
more than accommodating, helping me uh, film some content because I think it's really important for that education part and who better to have some of the best educators in the game. And so thank you guys. And thanks for all the listeners continuing to support us and what we're doing and grow this hobby with us. That's it, guys. Appreciate y'all for for listening to us. Have a good night, guys. Take care. That was Lewis, Alonzo, and Nas A.H. Signing off, Forever Collector. This is Collectors Anonymous. Thank you. Have a good night.